what's up and welcome to limitless hairdresser dun, 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 dun. i'm feeling a little crazy today sorry <laughs> super excited though because today i got to sit down with india dunn she is such an incredible human being so brilliant just a really really magical person She's a hairdresser, self-care advocate. She teaches meditation and mindfulness through her company, Honor Your Crown. And we sat down and chatted about what they don't teach you in beauty school. There's a lot of things. Uh, How we can take care of our clients and ourselves on a deeper level. And how to eliminate burnout from our career so that we don't start to feel so tired all the time that we can't even take care of the people who are in front of us, let alone ourselves and our families. Um, She is a very big advocate for that. She's a wealth of knowledge, and I'm just so excited for you guys to be able to peep in on this conversation because it is so full of great tips. Um, She just has so much to offer. So go ahead and plug in and tune out and join India and I for a conversation and Limitless Hairdresser. Hello, 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 India. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so happy that you're here. We are super pumped to have this conversation with you. Thank you. I'm excited to have this kind of conversation as well. It's always an amazing opportunity to be able to share what we're gleaning uh, together, you know, as we create our community. I mean, I I do believe too that that the internet is, or you know, I feel like led me to my to my people. And, uh, and that's a really important thing in these times. hundred percent. It's all about community for sure. And I think we're finding mm-hmm. our tribe, growing a tribe mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well said. So tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are right now and doing the kind of work that you are doing with, um, your honor. Is it honor the crown? work with meditation yeah that's part of it yeah yeah you're like I have Um, all the things tell us all the things (laughs) (laughs) um that is definitely um part of it and I think that that's come more to the the forefront as a result of more people in our industry coming to understand um that they're holding someone's crown in their hands um I feel like you know as as a um, as a whole, we're starting to to speak more openly about energy and chakras and um, the exchange of that energy. Um, and and as everyone else has gotten more comfortable with the conversation, I've gotten more comfortable speaking, you know, more um, in depth about what that means. And it is an honor to be able to hold um, our patrons' crowns in our hands. And no matter, you know, what I'll say this, um, you know, later and and I'll say it again and again, but no matter what kind of hairdresser we are, I think that it's always going to be valuable for for us to understand and acknowledge in a deeper way um, the service beyond the service, Um, you know, what we're what we're doing that that we don't charge for yet that we're beginning to charge for now, you know, that we're acknowledging it. Oh, I love that way, the way that you put that. I feel like there's okay. been a lot of talk of, you know, beyond the haircut and we're so much more than hairdressers and there's a very big empowering message happening, which is amazing and I just love it so much, that 
we are more than hairdressers and we're healers and we are, you know, some people call us therapists. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, totally. you know, it's been kind of a joke for a while. Right. I mean, since I've been, you know, in this industry, but now it's it's becoming a little bit more, I guess, enlightened to most people. Where exactly. We're going, oh, yeah, there's actually something to that. Because our, our clients have always felt it, but maybe we just didn't really know what we were actually doing. So, yeah, yeah. It's really cool to bring that awareness. It is. And it's something that, you know, I know there's there's tons of continuing education that we can do. Um, I mean, ad infinitum, there's everything out there now. Um, but I think that, you know, thankfully, there's people like you, me, um, Andy, you know, and, and our leader, like Nina, you know, at Passion Square, like she's bringing us all together in a sense. But, um, you know, we're finding each other and and seeing that we have um, so many more tools that we can use that are beyond uh, what, you know, the beauty industry has to offer. Um, you know, because beauty school, it, it's it gets us to the boards and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's unfortunate, you know, and that's part of, you know, my, um, desire, my, my, my push, you know, what propels me forward is I want to get into these beauty schools, um, and speak to the students about what they're not learning. (laughs) I don't, I don't want to show the beauty school up to be, you know, the bad guy, but at the same time, it's like, they're only given a certain amount of curriculum for these guys to learn and they need to pass many of the boards, obviously. And that gives the school, you know, their required, um, you know, percentage numbers that they need to show that they're successful at teaching people. Um, but they're, they're not giving these, these people, um, a foundation, for the the long haul you know they're not learning about psychology they're not learning about the energetic exchange they're not learning about the emotional attachment that you create as a result of being in an intimate space with someone for a long period of time Mm -hmm. and that's where we're we're doing a disservice to these people and i think that you know what we're giving them is, is really um, sending them out into the industry, into the, into their community, um, just completely unprepared for what it's going to look like, you know, hundred percent. especially (laughs) that first couple years, you know, the anxiety of taking someone through the transformation process, um, you know, well, you don't even tell them that you're going to be exchanging that energy with your client and that you're going to exacerbate each other's anxiety as a result of just passing it back and forth. Absolutely. So much, you know, so much. And it's so cool because a lot of people, you know, because of the internet, I've started to become more aware. You know, when you start to set an intention, you're like, I want to be around more people who are thinking like me. And all of a sudden they start appearing <laughs> everywhere. And it's it's just a really cool thing that people mm-hmm. are starting to realize that they have that voice, like what you're mm-hmm. doing and saying, you know, you want to reach out to these beauty schools and spread this message. Once we become aware of that, you know, we have a, a sense of accountability like what are we going to do with this should I should I just keep it to myself or should I share it and the sharing 
this knowledge and this wisdom is going to be so beneficial for the future of our industry, the state of the business that it's going to be in. And, you know, just to keep things going in a progressive manner. So what, what kind of things are you teaching with honor your honor the crown? I'm so curious because I haven't been to one of your classes. So I'm, I want to (laughs) know like what (laughs) goes on over there in California. Yeah, I know. Right. That's crazy. Californian. Um, you know, with the groups that, you know, we're meeting monthly, um, in Mission Hills in San Diego and, uh, the beauty professionals that I meet with are all different levels in their career. And some of them are salon owners and some of them are, um, uh, solo, you know, entrepreneurs. Um, and really it's about, um, getting, and I, I don't want to, you know, mince words, but it's getting to the spiritual part of the work in a way that understands that I cannot be inspired in a creative flow unless um, I'm taking care of, of that creativity, which is my energy, my emotional body, you know, that's the four bodies. I, I always like to go back to the, the spiritual, the mental, um, the physical, and the emotional. And if those bodies are not in balance, then I'm going to show up incongruent to what I'm trying to encourage my client to do for themselves. And so if I can help them, um, so it's kind of going back to like, you know, if I can show you what you're really doing for your community behind the chair, then you get to see this broadened perspective of what you're really doing, what you, who you really are to them, what you're capable of. And it gives them a perspective of, of how big the work is. And at first it seems completely overwhelming. And then it's like, oh, wow, this is really important. I need to be prepared. How do I prepare myself? I take care of myself so that I can be an advocate for other people's care. I I do the work so that when I am in someone else's presence, I'm not projecting my shit onto them. Mm -hmm. I'm not showing up with all this stuff in between me and them so that I can't even listen to what they need and what they want that day. Mm. And I believe that we are, you know, representations of spirit of God, whatever, you know, goddess, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, in the work that I've done for myself, I've come to understand that I have to remove that which has me blocked from you. And you are a representation of God. The more I do to relieve that which has me blocked, the more I get to show up in a situation where I can be completely present and and open to the energy and the ignition of the inspiration of the creativity that needs to be there so that I can perform my job. Okay, that was beautiful. (laughs) It's such a beautiful way to put it. And Thank you. I think that so many of us are seeking that, but aren't quite sure what it is. Aren't quite sure how to ask for help in that arena. Yes. Um, And so what are some of the things that are the, I guess, maybe tools that you're in your smaller groups that you're sharing with hairdressers to be able to, I mean, from the way that I'm, I'm understanding it really how to protect their energy 
how to be open and giving and receiving yet protected. Mm-hmm. 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 And I think that, you know, once you get to know what you're capable of and how it feels to be in that space, then you get more comfortable with saying, no, that's not okay. Or, you know, it does this belong to me in an energetic situation where you're starting to, to, um, energy when someone's in anxiety or fear or distrust or regret um you know we exchange that energy with each other because we're in such close quarters with these people and then I have to say is this this belong to me and it's it's almost an immediate effect where I can feel like oh okay this isn't mine this belongs to her or him and then I can step back into my own space and remember that there's a continuum of energy it doesn't stop and start, it continues. I can see that that flow will start to move and not stay stagnant or stuck to me. Um, you know, the work is is very um, overwhelming at first because it seems like there's so much to do. But really, it's just about knowing. You know, we can feel when we start to feel drained or we can feel when we start to feel uncomfortable, that anxiety, you know, anxiety is the obvious one. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think hairdressers, you know, unfortunately, um, we run on such a high uh, cortisol put out um, normally that in the beginning stages of, of understanding energy, we can't quite decipher what's anxiety and what's caffeine. Right. You know? That, oh my gosh, that's so true we're always heavily caffeinated like let me get through this 12 hour day double booked Ah." right right and you know I think that that's the the kind of starting point is you know how can I get myself to kind of a neutral space where I can start to uh, intuitively respond to situations instead of reacting to situations you know and and there's obviously a lot of ego necessary in our work. Um, and I think that a healthy developed ego is, is part of what makes us good at, at what we do because that person needs to feel our confidence and needs to know that we are uh, assured, you know, and, and they need to be assured in what we are uh, performing on them. So being able to come from um, a decisive empowered place not an egotistical selfish and self-centered place um is really important so part of the work is is just getting back to kind of a neutral ground and and that's hard for people when they've come to you know really been um what do you call it kind of run you know they're running on the on the negative self-talk or they're running on the um the stories of someone else having educated them around you know what they know it's getting, you know, getting kind of a blank slate and starting with, okay, you know, how do I want, who do I want to be? So part of the the work is um, validations, victory, and self-praise. And it's unabashed self-love. And it's the first of four things that I suggest for people to do. And it's getting clear about who am I behind the chair? What do I bring as a human being, not as a hairdresser? You know, we can all get the accoutrement extraordinaire. Like, I can go out and get all the fucking tools, and I can get all the education and all the classes and be like, I went here, here, and here, and I did this. But, you know, at the end of the day, 
what people are going to come back to is you. And people follow you. And yes, of course, you know, good hair is important. (laughs) You know, the good shampoo is important and the blowout and, you know, all the stuff. It's almost a given though. It's like, this is, this is a given. We're we're hairdressers. We're we're, professionals. Yeah. We're professional. We have a a license. We should be able to do a good haircut. Right. You know, so I think that's really interesting that you (laughs) put it that way about, you know, the ego, because I think that's a buzzword that's happening a lot as, you know, more, more, um, acceptedness of more Eastern culture is coming over here. And people are, Mm. I mean, I live in Michigan, so a very far cry from California. I mean, I'm, I'm way over here. And so (laughs) it's, it's different. It's different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, People are used to a certain way, but they're tired of a certain way. True. And they're ready. I mean, I'm just generalizing, but most people that I talk to that are hairdressers are ready to move on from Mm -hmm. what they've been in, Mm -hmm. but get very confused because... There's so much, you know, things turn into trend really quickly. (laughs) Correct. And uh, ego is one of those words that I think gets very confused Mm -hmm. for a lot of people because they're like, don't be egotistical, but embrace your ego. And it just gets really messy. Mm -hmm. And so I love the way that you put it into a way that we have to take ownership of our yeah. Of our skills and of our, um, you know, of our, of our wisdom that we have, but not show off from, right. you know, come from a place of ego, but own the fact that our, you know, ego is there. Uh, so I think that's, that's something that is, I think that people are listening and be like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Cause that made definitely linked some things together for me, uh. just in, in a words way. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, I know it. But to put it yeah. in words, but you need to hear it difficult. the right way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's something you know. I I have uh, I'm not anonymous about my recovery, and I've I've been um, a participating member of Alcoholics Anonymous for over 11 years. And one of the things that I've been told over and again, over and over again by a sponsor, is um, you know you're not that powerful. And it's really. Uh, it's hard to understand when you're you're been given the keys to a new kingdom in a sense of like now that I have um, removed alcohol from blocking me from being who I need to be in the world, I have this new freedom. But yet I have to remember that um, finite thinking I like to think about it isn't what needs to be in control. So that's where I get the I'm not that powerful and that that part of myself needs to kind of take a back seat and I and get out of the way. And that's I love that saying, you know, I just I have to get out of the way mm-hmm. because, um, you know, if, if if a client sits down in my chair and says, I really um, I didn't really like what we did last time. What what immediately comes up for you? Pit in the stomach. Right. <laughs> it's like somebody just went right into the middle yeah. of your gut, Ego. right? So, 
ego goes shit, totally deflated. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you respond? That Now, this is where we get to see how much we've grown. Mm. How do I respond to the situation? Finite thinking goes, you know, ego goes, what the fuck, man? It was great. I da-da-da-da-da, and I did this, and I didn't even charge her what I would have normally charged for doing that, you know, much work, and blah, blah, blah. Like, all the shit starts coming right up to the forefront and just wants to get right in there and say, you did a great job. You know, don't let her talk down to you. <laughs> yeah. I've heard right? that voice before. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, of course, you know, every client is different. If it's one of your sweet clients who is always happy and all of a sudden she's sitting into your chair saying, I just really wasn't happy last time. You know, you get to take that into context and say, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. What can we do different? But if it's one of those clients that's never happy, you know, then, of course, we're like, we're going to go to battle for it. Because we're sick and tired of that person showing up not being happy. But it's how we respond that is going to dictate the whole rest of that exchange. And if I can come from that place of, you know, broader thinking, I'm not that powerful. Let let her be in this space of being discontented. Maybe it really has nothing to do with me. That's the biggest, that's the biggest sign of growth for me. Yeah, I feel like that, well, that happens a lot where when the people who are continually not happy, they're looking for something to put it on, to blame it on something physical. Right. You know, it's my hair or it's my, I'm too, you know, I don't feel like I'm pretty enough. All the added an item. Yeah. All of that, just right. like slap, slathering it on to cover up what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And right. I think that as as we're all growing as hairdressers, and if we can stay on this path, you know, individually and collectively, of expanding mm-hmm. our minds into the into the fact that we do have the power if we harness it to be able to mm-hmm. get into those spaces with our clients to allow them to feel. Like they can have a release or a relief when they're with us. Right. Instead of keep hanging on to that. Um, Right. What, what are some things, you know, when you've experienced this, that you do to kind of crack that open for them? Those, those tough ones. Or, or unless you just have to let them go. (laughs) You know, cause sometimes, you know what happened too. Exactly. I was going to say, sometimes it's, you know, I, I have actually said it to a couple of people recently. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what, I, I don't know that I can see your vision. And therefore, I, you know, I, I would suggest that they go somewhere else. I, you know, I have a, a long list of wonderful people that I can recommend them to go to. Yes. Say, you know, this, this cut's not fit, fit, fitting for you. or I'm not seeing it. So why don't you, you know. And I will they'll go or they'll say, no, I'm not comfortable with that. It's not that, you know, it's like you get, if you start having an open conversation that doesn't have, you know, judgment or ego propelling it mm-hmm. and you get to have an open conversation like what would make you happy? What, what was it that didn't make you happy? Did you, did you look in the mirror and feel like it made you feel look or this, this way or that way? And getting to the deeper parts of the conversation can be really helpful. But we have to be prepared for what that sounds like. You know, and, and it's, I have to admit, you know, that's a conversation 
that sometimes ends up with the person in tears because it's just like mm-hmm. everything sucks right now. Everything's fucked up right now. And I, yep. the last thing I needed was a bad haircut. <laughs> Maybe bad haircut was the thing that pushed them over the edge and gave them the breakthrough that they needed to break <laughs> into that, you know, that emotion. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. But yep. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a bad haircut or wasn't it? Let's let's talk about that. But I do think that it's difficult to have those kinds of conversations when you're in a fucking high pace, you know, thumping music person right up against your butt in the next chair you know it it's not going to feel comfortable to have those kinds of conversations mm. i i am in a in a private space so i get to have those kinds of conversations but i chose that and i want that and i want that client to feel comfortable if they feel like they need to cry to be able to do that and not have to apologize and not have to make excuses to just let it flow mm. so it's you know it has so much to do with what what you want and how you want to shape the appointment, you know, and, and if you're, if you're tired and you're burnt out, you're not going to have any kind of intuition to, to maneuver that kind of conversation or know how to facilitate what needs to happen next. Well, what would you suggest? Because I'm thinking about, you know, this broader spectrum of how we can bring more of this, kind of work in this kind of conversation into the majority instead of the minority of the industry. So like being in a, obviously being in a private space, it's going to be easier to mm-hmm. have these conversations. But what mm-hmm. about if you are in a bigger space with more people and you know, the environment is, is a, is a nice, good vibe, but you do have more people. Like what, what are some ways that we could just start, you know, like if you are one of those hairdressers who is having a really basic, almost like running through the motions of this is how I do my consultation. Ask this question, this question, this question. This is how mm, I do. Mm-hmm. This is how I do my application. I do this foil, this foil. You know what I mean? Like a systematic mm-hmm. kind of uh, mm-hmm. robotic-like <laughs> conditioned right. experience. What are some things that we can do for the the people who are there and want to move into something where it's a more human, human, humanity kind of an experience? To start, I mean, because it's a far way away from, you know, when I'm talking to Andy Scarborough with Crownworks and mm-hmm. she's doing, she's doing, you know, everything, which I think is so amazing. I'm like, I want to be like her when I grow up. But, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, crystals and readings and cards and, you know, just this whole thing, Reiki incorporating all of this. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. that there's going to be a lot of people listening to this going, oh my God, I would love to do that, but, and there's going to be a lot of buts. So what are some ways we can start like to get it going? Well, one of the things I think that, um, you know, if someone has more of a routine or a robotic um, kind of closed off to the human interaction, um, and they have to be, you know, whether you're a new hairdresser and you just have to kind of stick to the um, to the script because you're still so, um, you know, it's incorporating all of those things together with the 
the friendliness, sure. uh, the art- artistry, the technique, you know, staying on time. I mean, there's so many things that we're thinking about when we first get on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I would think that um, it would have so much more to do with the environment and the salon owner and how they want their patrons handled. Um, you know, for a hairdresser that's in the midst of, you know, a thump and pump and everybody's wearing black, um, you know, turn them and burn them, you know, that kind of feeling. Um, but yet that's, it's not uh, true to the hairdresser's heart. Um, I think you can still have a, a very human to human, you know, close relationship. You just have to choose how your body language, um, communicates that where you stand with the client if you're standing behind them talking through the mirror if you're going to step in front of them and get to eye level you know if you're going to sit down on a stool so that you're face to face instead of towering over them in a powerful position you know all of these things are I mean there's so many things that we are not teaching hairdressers when they go to beauty school that we just kind of get thrown. I mean that you know the first two years behind the chair and you're working, you know, to pay off the loan or you're working to try to, you know, build the clientele, you're not really capable of thinking, am I having an emotional connection? Am I exchanging energy with this person? Am I, you know, going to see this person again if I, you know, tell them how I'm really feeling today? I, I mean, there's, there's just so much yeah. that we're not preparing these people for. And, you know, when I go to the beauty schools and I talk to them, I just say, you know, what we don't know is that um, you're going to be spending the first couple years of your career in constant (laughs) stress and anxiety Mm -hmm. because there's no room to take care of yourself in the midst of working 10 hour days, five days a week with no lunch break and five minutes between clients. And every client in your chair is practically new. Mm -hmm. And that person doesn't know you and you don't know that person. And therefore you're going to have that anxiety exchange. So if we give them at least a bird's eye view into, I mean, I don't want to scare them into not being a hairdresser, (laughs) but at the same time, they need to know what, what that looks like when you're exchanging you know, that, that first initial new person every single, you know, hour, two hours back to back all day long, five days a week, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that the, the bigger schools are definitely giving the, the people more of what they need going straight into a career. They're feeling more calm about going straight into a solo situation instead of going into a salon where they might be taken advantage of or, um, you know, not listening to their, to their inner calling of what they really want to do. You know, a lot of salons are such a, a strong culture. We just kind of get, you know, taken in by it and, and swept away. And then we wake up, you know, I, I woke up eight years later in a total burnout um, after working for Paul Mitchell and Robert Cromies. And, you know, I loved the culture and I loved being in that high energy thump and pump in salon with, you know, tons of people coming in and out and tons of hairdressers and assistants. And it was so much fun, but I had no idea how taxing it was on my, on my psyche, on my emotional body, on my physical body, you know, ad infinitum, all of the different 
ways that it can be really hard on a, on a human being. Were you doing a lot of your spiritual practices, like working on yourself at that time? Or was this like afterwards? I was trying um, because I grew up, I'm, I'm a product of a hippie family. So I had all this, you know, I had a wealth of knowledge, mm-hmm. but I didn't, um, at the time it wasn't really cool, you know? So yeah. I felt like I kind of had to hide some of the stuff that was going on, you know, at home where I would read these really insightful books and, you know, practice certain things that really helped me when I would have to, you know, do the, the typical five days a week, 10 to 12 hour days, and then jump on an airplane, go educate all weekend, and then, you know, fly home Monday, go back to work on Tuesday. And, mm-hmm. and it just, it's not, it's incongruent with the alcoholism that I was um, in deep, deep, deep in at that point in my career. Um, so it just kept, you know, butting heads with, with any kind of um, nutritional support, spiritual support, therapy, you know, it, it, the alcoholism always just ran over everything because it was immediate gratification. It was immediate relief. I could go home and dive into, you know, a bottle of wine and get that feeling of, uh, of the anxiety and the high energy. <clears throat> and now you meditate. Away. <laughs> and now I meditate. Exactly. <laughs> meditation (laughs) is the best medication i'm telling you oh god it is oh that's so funny i think that's so cool that you had i mean that you have been seems like through every little nook and cranny of this industry Mm -hmm. you know in some way or another and i can relate to that you know just trying to figure out where i belong and what's best for me and what's best for my state of being. And the number one thing that hairdressers ask me, because mm. I like to pull them a lot. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm super curious. I should have been a, a what are the investigative, investigative journalist or something. Cause I just love, <laughs> I'm fascinated by humans. Me too. I, that's, I'm that's like, so I'm not that's judging you. I am just taking it all in because you are fascinated. Exactly. Yes. But the number one thing is I feel like I struggle with work-life balance. Yes. And I hate I hate the word balance because I just I know, right? I'm like I hate the word balance and ego. Can we just use something else because I see <laughs> yes. where it's coming from because they're like scratching for something, you know, like trying to grasp at this concept. Yes. But I'm yes. like it's not real. Like <laughs> It's an illusion. It's, it's an, an illusion. illusion. You'll so, never get it. Yeah, you'll never get it. So straws. stop trying. But uh, I like to use the word harmony. Mm, That's something mm-hmm. that has helped me be able to, you know, grasp those straws and be able to put something, you know, attach it to, to a concept. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, figuring out what what am I doing that's out of alignment? What am I doing that's not in harm in a harmonious balance with the lifestyle that I want and uh, you know a lot of hairdressers they want a lot of things and I'm I'm one of those people I'm like I want to be on stage I want to keynote speak I want to you know tour the world you know I want (laughs) I I really have a strong desire to do that at a very fast paced um, Mm. physical life yet at the same time I have to constantly 
be working on myself mm-hmm. and doing my own practices on me so that that can stay in harmony and it doesn't get too swayed one way or the other. But I think that that's something that uh, hairdressers really struggle with is they want to have mm-hmm. kids and they want to be an educator and they want to have a salon and they want to also get married and they want to also make a bunch of money, but it feels, mm-hmm. over, it feels like too much. Mm-hmm. And, um, so do you have any, you have any tips on that since you've kind of been, been full circle? Well, my, um, my favorite mentor, Steph Jagger, um, she says it's okay to have enough and ask for more. Mm. And I think that um, that was actually kind of a hard one for me to swallow because I have this kind of um, level of, of, you know, where I, I want certain things, but I've got so much that I feel, you know, like it's, it's too much for me to ask for more. Guilty, maybe? And then... Guilty, but also like, um, it's that, it's that playing small thing. Mm -hmm. Who am I to be this person in the world? Unworthiness. Mm -hmm. And so we get, you know, if I can, I love getting to the bottom of that shit Mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, so why did you want to work at that salon? Well, I thought, I thought it was really cool. And I guess it, you know, you get, you start asking questions and it's like, oh, I wanted to work there because my ego thought it was cool and that I would be cool if I went to work there Mm. immediately giving my power away to the salon that I'm actually not cool. So I have to work in a cool place to be cool. Mm. You start breaking that shit down and you get to the real purpose, the why, the who am I, what do I really want? And then you start from there and say, I want to be an educator. I want to be a mother. I want and I can, and I will. And, and then it's like, I, I really get to the part of, I deserve these things. Yeah. But it's not, I deserve these things because I need them to be okay. Mm. If I am identifying myself with all of these things, and that says, if I can, you know, write the list of all of the things that I am in the world, then I'm okay. I'm acceptable, I'm successful, I am admired, I, you know, ad infinitum, all the things that, you know, people think they need to be okay in the world. I love that. So pretty much having more intention with your actions. Right. And it's that, you know, I, I wrote a post yesterday on Instagram about, you know, um, I love Howard Thurman uh, quote about you know, what the world, don't ask what the world needs, but, you know, ask what makes you come alive Mm -hmm. and, and go do it, you know? And and that's that thing of like, I, I can see, you know, what other people are doing as a result of social media. And I can get blindsided by that constantly. How do I then keep my center, come back to my own, uh, why my own purpose, not what, you know, what the world's doing. That's, that's what that quote says to me. Don't ask what the world needs in a sense of like, what is everybody else doing? But what, what makes me come alive? Where do I most feel enlivened and not propelled by ego, 
but actually propelled by spirit, by the creative flow of what resides inside of me that is undeniable, that is so powerful that it has created for me this life where I get to constantly create and transform as my magic on this planet this lifetime. Mm. It's such a great message, especially for where we're at right now with the evolution of mm-hmm. marketing and branding and business, that it's mostly moving online and yep. a lot of, you know, social media. And that is, it's not going to go away. <laughs> like, we're not going to wake nope. up tomorrow and be like, well, social media is done. So <laughs> nope. we're going to just do something else now. It's it's kind of like you can resist and it's you can keep resisting and it's just going to persist. It's just yeah. going to keep happening. Right. And right. it's going to feel heavier and harder for you if you keep saying it's, you know, try to work against it. There's got to be something else. No, it's not going to be something else. This is it. And yeah. it's just going to get bigger and more consuming. Um and, you know, focusing more on what can I do and what do mm-hmm. I want instead mm-hmm. of the comparison factor. Right. God, we all get trapped in that. I'm like so, so guilty. I've had to just slap myself with some amethyst right over the head just to <laughs> get it back together. I'm like, stop it. What do you think you're doing? But it's, oh. it's, you know, it happens. It's, it's, yeah, it becomes yeah. a reaction. It becomes a totally. just, whoa, all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, I totally did that. Went there. Um, even if you don't want to, even if mm-hmm. it's not who you are, it just, it yeah. just happens. So, well, you know. it's a breeding ground for it. You yeah. know, it's, it's really, you know, I, I can't remember who was talking to, was listening to a podcast or reading something about, how oh, I think it was on NPR, they were actually talking about how social media just immediately pushes us into envy and judgment. Yes. Envy, judgment, and regret. Just this constant envy, mm-hmm. judgment, and regret. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's just so debilitating. Mm-hmm. You know, it really, I mean, like you said, that, that word balance is really um, detrimental because it kind of resonates with perfectionism. Mm-hmm. But I do think that harmony is a great word and thinking about how do I create harmony and how I, I have a relationship with everything. Mm-hmm. So how do I create harmony with the relationship that I have with social media when it comes to how I feel about myself and how I interact with my peers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we, I'm not saying we have to do it, but if you're seeking a certain level of connection or, I mean, I would have never mm-hmm. have met you if it wasn't for social media. I mean, I I mean, maybe would we would have, but it would have not come this easily and this quickly. And, we, you know, having these conversations, exactly. um, you know, I found you on the Internet. We found each other on the Internet. And then, you know, the guys at Hairdistry hooked mm-hmm. us up in a message like you guys have to meet or like oh we already know we're already in love so it's good <laughs> <laughs> but it's um you know you kind of have to do it if you're seeking that kind of connection and that kind of mm-hmm. high level of success I would say and yeah but but have a good relationship with it feel authentic right, right. be able to be okay with looking at it and knowing that it may trigger some things in you and mm-hmm. be able to mm-hmm. resist 
that internally, you right. know, see somebody else get a, a speaking gig that you wanted or see somebody else get the educating job that you didn't get or ha- is fully booked out and mm. you're struggling to get a few people in your chair and not go, oh, right. it's not fair. How come they're doing it? I'm doing That's all right, these right. things and go, you know what? That's awesome. Maybe I can learn something there. Or, right. you know, maybe I'm going to reach out to that person instead of sitting behind mm, the screen mm-hmm. and just feeling like crap. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, that taking that right there and running with it is is something to really help people look at is that we are kind of sitting back, just watching each other and not interacting. Mm-hmm. You know, and the more that we can, it humanizes that person so that you can see that, you know, whatever it is that they, they are getting that you might want, you get to then look at, you know, how hard they had to work to get there mm-hmm. or what, you know, like, I love, I love how I feel that camaraderie with you when you share about the reality of what it is to be you, you know, mom, business owner, mm-hmm. multi-businesses, you know, social media presence, like, you know, when we get to that, when we're looking, I, I look, I look at these pages, you know, these, these boss babes and, and they're like, you know, I don't know. There's just no, there's no authenticity there. If I don't see a picture of who they are, they don't share authentically. Like I just can't connect. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I'm not looking at you to see this picture that you've curated for me. I want to, I want to know what your face looks like, not a picture of the desert, you know, the, the beautiful sunset. I want to see what your face looks like. I want to hear your, you know, your words in writing um, in an authentic way that helps me connect so that I can therefore feel more human and feel okay about my humanness. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talk about it all the time and, in, in, in uh, obviously, you know, the, the, the selfies get a lot more, you know, that emotional connection. So we know, um, but yes, you know, it's not funny. We're, we so we funny. sit back and we're like, oh, my God, I don't want to post this picture of myself. It's like, <laughs> look at my nose. God, it looks terrible. I'm going to do it anyway because – and then oh you're like, God, oh, God, right? I should take it down. And it gets more likes than anything. So funny. Or a picture of my kids. I'm like, you guys want to mm-hmm. see my kids? Okay. That's easy. I got like a million of those. I'm struggling to find have fine time to take a hair picture. I've got – you want to see the right. kids? Oh, God. Right. But for some reason, we get insecure about that and – uh, it's so silly. Yeah. It's so silly. And if somebody does say something, then let them. It's not you. It's yeah. Them. Majority of the time, we just have to really <clears throat> take it into, um, you know, what every human is going through on this planet individually and collectively is very stressful right now. And if we don't have healthy outlets for that, then we're going to react negatively to certain situations and, and we'll have a lot of triggers, you know, so who knows what, what can trigger someone to, to act out, you know, especially on social media. It's, it's, it's disconcerting, but I also have a lot of compassion as a result of the amount of stress that, that human beings are under right now. Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know, can lead right back into, into the whole self-care thing of really, you know, when I when I'm speaking to the people that um, that I get to commune with, I want to always remind them that they are, as a beauty professional, on the front lines of people's mental health and self-care. 
And the people that are coming into our chairs now are more stressed out than they have ever been. Mm-hmm. So we have to take care of ourselves in, in a radical, extreme way. And and I, you know, I know that getting massage, you know, every couple of weeks is a good idea. And going and getting manicures and pedicures are a great idea. And self-care, you know, through going and actually getting your own hair done is really important. But there's there's things that we have got to start doing. Um, to support ourselves so that we can continue to support the people that are sitting in our chairs. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's not, um, if therapy is not a bad word anymore, you know, we're not looked down upon because we have to go to therapy. Everybody should be in therapy. Everyone should have a mentor that is capable of giving them safe and sacred space to be messy, Mm -hmm. to be exactly who they need to be in that moment so that they can go back in and be able to look the world in the eye it's just about being you know having a a space where we feel like we can be authentic and Mm -hmm. you know our our um responsibility as self-care advocates behind the chair as hairdressers beauty professionals it means that we have to be the advocate for ourselves first in any situation when we're taking care of other people, we have to be our own advocate first and foremost. Yes, ma'am. Put the put the mask on yourself first. Oh my gosh, <laughs> right? I mean, as a mother, we get that really clearly. You know, you, you're thrown into it and you've yeah. got to figure it out. You know, it's like your feet are at the fire and you got to think fast. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and as a beauty professional, unfortunately, you know, what we're dealing with is burnout and, and, you know, what is comparison to compassion fatigue is a cumulative effect. So it doesn't happen like it would to an ER nurse or uh, a trauma therapist. It doesn't happen in, in that like slam dunk wham, you're feeling it because you had a, you know, a 24 hour shift and everybody was in danger. Mm-hmm. It's different, but it's, it's very much similar in what it starts to look like over time. So how do I put money in the bank, you know, to give myself a cushion so that, you know, when that, that, that last client of the day sits down in the chair and says, I really wasn't happy with what we did last time and you don't have the bandwidth for it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that person goes on Yelp and just says, OMG, I had the worst experience because so-and-so blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. and then shit gets you know messy super quick so it's like how can i be preemptive you know and and know that as a result of being a creative compassionate who is someone who serves their community through their creativity i have got to fill in the blank you know what resonates for you reiki energy work therapy yoga you know communing with other hairdressers in a way that's that's authentic open and honest Mm -hmm. Um, you know, working in a space that supports me and doesn't deplete my energy. You know, there's all the, the, the list of what we, you know, you can start to do the pros and the cons and look at what you need to do. <clears throat> but I have to say, first and foremost, it's really, really valuable to have a community. Yes. And if that community isn't in your salon, then find it outside of your salon. You can come find it with us. Come find it with us. <laughs> Probably by the time this airs, we'll have the Limitless Hairdresser community open, actually. I think, oh my gosh, I'm saying that for the first time. You said it out loud. I did. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and it's it's going to be a place where we can continue these conversations um, Mm. and continue to connect with like-minded hairdressers and 
bring all of our friends in who are interested and want to know more about this kind mm-hmm. of way that we can keep growing and taking mm-hmm. care of ourselves so that our industry can thrive and that we can really live the lives that we dream of and that we want and that are happy and fulfilled and are in abundance and not like you say burnout and lack and feeling mm-hmm. insecure and feeling inauthentic it's it's like it's right. not necessary it's just not necessary and it'll be really cool to see everybody coming together more in mm-hmm. that with that intention of developing and um harnessing that so be on yeah. the lookout for that be on the lookout yeah <laughs> whoop whoop yeah love it okay so i have one last question for you mm. let's see can you share with us i thought this would be kind of cool if we did this live um mm. on the podcast because we've okay. got a little time if you'd share with us like you can either do like a meditation with us or uh, give us some guidance on some kind of practice we can implement so that whoever's listening right now, um, hopefully you've loved this conversation. I know that I have. This has been amazing. I can take something away and start doing yeah. it today when they leave. Okay. Um, I love doing the uh, hands over heart, just three breaths. Okay. So I put my left hand over my heart and then I put my right hand on top of my left. And I take three conscious intentional breaths. And I take that in through the nose and down the throat, opening up the throat really big so that I can get a lot of oxygen into my body. And then exhaling really strong so that I push out any stagnant air that might be left in the lungs. And as I inhale, I feel my chest rise and I feel my body under my hands. And I remember how powerful my hands they do today. I have healing hands, I have creative hands, and that the power that resides there depends upon me and how I fuel them. Inhaling deeply and oxygenating my blood, feeling that rushing through my body. I can feel that power that I am creating as a result of just paying attention to my breath, and I feel powerful and full. just the simple three deep breaths you can do as many as you have time for obviously you know taking more time can be more beneficial but just that knowing that you can make a change just doing that empowers us Mm. it opens the gates it opens the the restrictions that we've 
I love it. Steph Jagger, um, she's an author and a speaker and she's a coach and she's been a mentor of mine for many years. And, and, um, she talks about taking the, taking the restraint off. She saw a picture on a ski lift and, and this picture of, you know, the, the cartoon picture of the, the person taking the restraint off, you know, that choice that I have in, in every moment to remove that which has me blocked, that I have a choice. Mm. And I can empower myself just by doing the intentional, I'm taking care of myself by doing, you know, this small incremental thing, just these little steps. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. That's so nice. Oh, I always love you. meditating with other amazing people. So good. <laughs> so Me too. that is awesome. We can totally do that. That's so applicable to behind the chair. See, they should teach us in beauty school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> breathe, people. Exactly. Just breathe. <laughs> Stop smoking those cigarettes. Lesson number five. No, lesson number one. During this course, you must breathe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how much more we can learn. Oh, my gosh. Love it. Awesome. No, I know. So much more. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you 20 questions in two minutes. This is super fun. Okay. So we can get to know India a little bit better and what she likes so we can know you on a deeper level. Ready? (laughs) Okay, ready. Okay. Favorite bands right now? Elton Eleven, Wham, and Gap Band. What are you reading right now? The Soul of Sponsorship, The Secret of the Irish Castle, and Science of Mind. What does your ideal day off look like? Meditation, Pilates, meetings, and yummy food. Oh, yeah. Food always. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when your mind shifts into a negative space? Uh... Namioho Renge Kyo is a Buddhist chant um, mantra, and then I uh, breathe in serenity prayer. How long have you been a hairdresser? 23 years. Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. In one word, how would you describe the hair industry? Motley, heterogeneous. What is your favorite color? Green. What's your morning ritual? decaf six-year-old laundry five-minute meditation six-year-old make lunch school drop-off pilates clients (laughs) (laughs) hey i can uh pretty much relate to that (laughs) right right now that's our that's our ritual right now right right now (laughs) favorite aroma citrus Mm. because it's always clean and natural nice favorite service to facilitate behind the chair Shampoo, blow dry, um, the simple alchemy of the water and the therapeutic addition of massage and tension. You give someone a fresh start in a matter of moments. And then the blowout, that just gives them a visual takeaway of the restart transformation. Oh, I love that. Favorite food? Indian. Most used mantra? Serenity prayer. Favorite word? And what does it mean? Possibility pretty obvious (laughs) 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 what fascinates you people 
what do you want to see change in the hair industry? Scheduling, pricing, self-care. What is your message to your peers? That no matter what kind of hairdresser you are, that you are in an energetic, emotional exchange with your patron and honoring your impact on them and acknowledging how you care and influence your community will shift your work to a higher vibration. Favorite quote? The world is saturated in divinity, immersed in reality and filled with possibility. Who is the most influential person in your career right now? My therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Who has been your most impactful mentor? Steph Jagger. Who else should we interview? Well, I would think on the lookout, you know, I think Nina Kovner uh, would be an obvious choice because she is such an incredible um, mentor to the to the beauty expert. Awesome. Yeah. I've been following her a lot. Passion squared, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah, totally gonna have to reach out to her. Yeah, Nina is amazing. And she's way more approachable than than she might come off as. And um, she's just a big softy. She's a lover. Oh, yeah, I love her message. She seems like such a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, India. This was amazing. I just could hang out with you all day long. You're really easy and like good and fun to talk to. Like we're having coffee on a couch in like wool socks in the winter by a fire yes yes I love that I'm so glad that's such a great feeling (laughs) that's how you make me feel like I'm wearing wool socks and drinking like hot cocoa and just like "Mm." (laughs) oh that's awesome thank you it's so such an honor always to be able to share with our community and thank you so much for being someone who is leading a way uh, to new thought and um, transformative action Thank awesome. you. Yes, it's my pleasure. I'm I'm happy to do it. It's amazing. Yay! Yes. Purpose. Okay. We'll All right. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Limitless Hairdresser. I hope that you love this conversation with the always fabulous India Dunn. Make sure to follow her on Instagram. I'll link her website and all of the details to get in touch with her below and make sure that if you love this episode or any episodes share with your friends take a picture put it in your instagram stories tag all of the people that are in the hair industry we want to keep growing this tribe also if you are loving limitless hairdresser make sure to subscribe all you have to do is click subscribe and it'll automatically download each new episode of limitless hairdresser right to your phone so you can always plug in and tune out I'm your host, Kelly Mason, and look forward to talking to you next time. Bye.